This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Are you stressed? Let's be honest, most of us are. Online therapy might be able to help. Visit betterhelp.com super and stress, well, less. You are an actor. Hey, brother. Okay, guys, we are finally starting to get some exciting new information about the upcoming movie Lightyear with the latest trailer, which was just dropping bombs that don't seem to totally add up. And I do mean that quite literally. We have known for quite some time now that Buzz is setting up for a launch that will basically slingshot him around the sun, or at least a sun. I guess we can't verify which one. During this journey, at least according to this whiteboard, we know that four years will have passed, but for Buzz, it will only feel like four minutes. At least that's the plan. Why they're doing it, we don't totally know. But thus far, what we do seem to know is that while Buzz is gone, Zerg is going to show up on the planet and it will be up to Buzz to defeat him upon his return. And as far as the story is concerned, I think that much of it is true, but we definitely got some new information that throws everything out of whack. According to the new trailer, not only does Zerg show up while Buzz is gone, but Buzz is gone for way longer than what was planned. Instead of four years, it ends up being 62 years. And that is where the problem arises because 62 years simply doesn't fit inside of the Pixar timeline. It just doesn't work. And trust me, we have studied this timeline a lot and there is no place for this to go. Which I won't lie, was starting to make me a little bit nervous. Like, is Lightyear, of all things, going to be the one that ultimately breaks the Pixar? The Pixar theory, the Pixar theory, we're finally going to see it clearly. The Pixar theory. Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Bespoke Post. If you guys are regular viewers of this show, then you know that I absolutely love Bespoke Post and have been using it for years because their gear is like the perfect mixture between form and function. And if you are a new time viewer, then welcome. And also let me tell you that one of the really cool things about Bespoke Post is that they partner with lots of small businesses to bring the products to you. And what you get with that is a very high quality product that is typically pretty unique. One thing that I use all the time is my trusty hatchet from the split box because I'm also a fanatic about backyard fire pits and love to split wood. It has a great form factor, is lightweight and great at splitting. And the box that I currently have on the way to me right now is the solid box, which just features three really, really solid, both color and quality shirts. It's kind of weird to think about the idea of a high quality t-shirt, but trust me, when you've got one, you know the difference. But beyond that, Bespoke Post has a huge variety of boxes that are available every month for you to choose from and with a huge selection of products. But if you're not sure where to start, they do have a handy quiz available over at boxofawesome.com, which will help guide you along the way. Each box is valued at about $70, but comes in at a fraction of the cost. And you can get 20% off your first box when you head on over to boxofawesome.com and use promo code super at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, promo code super for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, promo code super, link in the description down below. The Pixar Theory in case you are unaware, is the idea that every single Pixar movie exists in one giant universe on one big timeline. It all starts with the good dinosaur or soul, depending on how you want to look at it, and it all ends with Monsters, Inc. or Brave, depending on how you want to look at it. And every year with each new Pixar release, we get a new chapter to the Pixar theory. And so far, everything has 
fit snugly. But then enter Lightyear in the most recent trailer and the very unplaceable 62 years. Allow me to walk you through our dilemma. Lightyear is going to be a very unique movie for Pixar because Buzz in the movie is obviously going to be the inspiration for the toy Buzz Lightyear that we already know. It's kind of like the world's oddest prequel. Like, could you imagine if you watched Lightyear first and then you're like, whoa, I wonder what happens next? To the actual man Buzz Lightyear? Well, nobody actually knows. But to the toy that was inspired by him, we have got a story for you. I mean, a four part story. Or, well, three. Buzz kind of feels like an afterthought in the fourth one. The point is, we actually know quite a bit about how and when space toys came to be popular in the Pixar universe, thanks to the prospector in Toy Story 2. Sputnik. Once the astronauts went up, children only wanted to play with space toys. This is a seemingly innocuous line that is pretty fitting for Woody's own experience, but it's actually very important. Sputnik, in case you don't know, is a Soviet Union satellite and was notably the first artificial satellite from Earth to be launched into space. This took place in 1957 and was obviously quite the accomplishment. This is true out here in the real world, but is also obviously also true within the Pixar universe. In fact, you can actually see Sputnik in Wally -E right here. But I dare say that at this point, some of you are probably starting to see the problem because of the incredibly advanced level of technology and space robotics that we're seeing in the previews for Lightyear. Literally everything we see is way more advanced than Sputnik. But Sputnik was the starting point of space travel. So all of this pretty much needs to be taking place after 1957. But if that's true, and while Buzz travels, a solid 62 years have passed, on that planet, then at minimum 1957 plus 62 lands you in the year 2019. Which like, ugh, just in time for a pandemic. Welcome back to Earth, except it can't be 2019. Hurrah! Hurrah because no pandemic. This is because the Buzz Lightyear action figure that we see in Toy Story is based off of the character that we are going to see in the movie Lightyear and Toy Story takes place in the year 1995. So somehow between the years of 1957 and 1995, Star Command becomes so advanced at space travel that they are literally able to send humans to space to other planets where they can then be marooned for an entire year before Buzz goes and has 62 years of additional space travel. And on top of that, does whatever he does to ultimately become such a prominent and household name to where he can be made into an action figure. You yeah, but Woody, he was a human first. There are not enough years for 62 years to pass in this time frame. It just doesn't work. And as a result, I was like, does this just mean that the Pixar theory is over? Is it out? Is it done? But then I realized something. This actually goes beyond just needing to fit within the Pixar theory timeline, which I guess the writers over at Pixar don't technically have to abide by. Because also, don't worry, we're gonna make it work no matter what they throw at us. That is the game. The real problem that I realized is that it doesn't even fit into the Toy Story timeline. And that, as far as I am concerned, they do have to abide by. So even if you at home don't think that the entire Pixar universe timeline does exist, which let's face it, is just flat out silly. I mean, Riley is at the aquarium in Finding Dory. Explain that. And, and here's a toy Buzz Lightyear in the waiting room of Finding Nemo. And, and Boo has a Jesse doll. Do you see the problem here? I could go on and am tempted to, 
In the movie Up, when he's flying up, you can see the Luxo ball in the little girl's room. And Lotso! I'm getting worked up over here, people. <laughs> Somehow, I'm under the impression that despite the fact that you're watching this video, you're arguing with me, which makes no sense. But neither do the timetables. And we're back. How is it possible that the narrative of this movie will fit with the story of Buzz the Toy light year. Well, my first thought here is that maybe 62 years is more fluid than we think. Like it's 62 years on this planet, which is not necessarily the same as 62 years on our planet. But I also don't think that that totally solves our problem because within the movie Lightyear, we also find out that his partner Hawthorne was able to age up enough to not only have kids, but also grandkids and fully grown grandkids at that. And it feels like despite the planet you're on, the aging process of a human should still be the same, right? Although if you do really think about it, age is just a mindset, isn't it? Either way though, there actually is even some discrepancy as to whether or not Buzz is even from Earth. He does say to Woody, we're not on my planet, are we? No, we maybe are not, Buzz. I'm not actually sure. At the very least, it sounds like he's not from Earth then, considering the fact they're currently on Earth. Exhibit A. Although Buzz could also just be unaware of this because he also says, I've crash landed on a strange planet. But it doesn't really matter either way because there is the ultimate inevitability that he becomes famous on Earth because there are toys made of him. In fact, the commercial for his toys even says, Planet Earth needs your help. Did you hear that? Planet Earth, exhibit A. But okay, so does that mean that you're telling me actual Earth was under threat from Zerg? So we meet again, Buzz Lightyear. Or that even a Zerg-like villain actually existed out there somewhere because that's kind of scary. I mean, after all, according to Buzz, Emperor Zerg has been secretly building a weapon destructive capacity to annihilate an entire planet. This means that if the toy is based on a real person, then within the Pixar universe, there either was or still is a legit Death Star. Hey, look at this cool spherical ship. Okay, so possibility number one is this, that maybe despite Sputnik being out there and being a very real thing, that Star Command has also existed for a very long time and their technology is just way ahead of anything else on the planet. Like artificially intelligent cats named Socks and are also you know, capable of traveling to other planets and hyperspace travel, but mostly the Socks thing. Socks, do you like that? I do. Huh. But also to be fair, we do know that within the Pixar universe, humans do eventually form a kind of space travel similar to this in Wally. As such, despite the impossible timing of everything else in the movie, we know that everything must have happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You see what I did there? As a reference. And the reason that everybody on Earth ultimately knows about it is because Buzz is a mission log nerd. Just doing the mission log. You do know no one ever listens to those. I know that. Ha, little does Hawthorne know that everybody will ultimately listen to it and merchandise the crap out of it. It's also possible that maybe someone in the Pixar universe could potentially copy the plans for the Death Star. Ladies and gentlemen, it's too much for Mr. Incredible. Which is possible. I mean, after all, The Incredibles probably does give us the best glimpse into hyper advanced tech that would have existed in the late 1950s. Syndrome does, after all, have a literal rocket. Must have just not been able to conquer that like space portion of it. All of that though brings me to possibility number two. None of it is real. By which I mean that everything we're going to see is actually a movie that exists within 
Toy Story. Kind of the same way that in our world, Captain America or Star Wars are movies. So what happens if when we're watching Lightyear, the movie ultimately ends and we pan out and see Andy in his red cowboy hat with his mom, watching the movie. It would be a pretty wild origin story for how Andy ultimately became a fan of Buzz Lightyear in the first place. And it would also fall under a movie trope that I will admit is very hard to pull off. This trope is commonly referred to the it was all a dream conclusion. Basically, the way that this works is that we watch this fun, wild, occasionally trippy story only to discover that it was all just happening inside of someone's head. In this case, it's not an actual literal dream. Like Andy definitely actually watched the movie. The point would be that the events of the movie are not as real as we, the audience, believed them to be. Because what we would be seeing is that within the fictional Pixar universe, this is an additional layer of fictional story. And this is not completely unheard of though. Like, remember this little girl with the Incredibles comic book? Although to be fair, that's of course based on events that really did happen. But here's the thing though, if this is a movie that happens inside of a movie, then a lot of the other pieces of the puzzle start to click into place pretty nicely. Like for example, the extreme merchandising of this particular character. When we go inside of Al's Toy Barn, there are literally floor to ceiling, wall to wall, Buzz Lightyear action figures and accessories. It's just not really the kind of toy that is made for people who really exist. I mean, for example, there are action figures for real world astronauts like Neil Armstrong or Buzz Aldrin, but not with this level of branding. But do you know who is sold like this out here in the real world? The Avengers, Star Wars, Barbie. I'm tour guide Barbie. On top of that, they also make Zerg action figures. That in particular, feels pretty telling because otherwise it would seem pretty disrespectful to the real world Buzz Lightyear to also be making action figures for like a very real galactic threat to the planet. Like we wouldn't think twice about buying, you know, a Thanos action figure, for example, but like who's out there buying like a Hitler action figure? Beyond that though, there's also the fact that neither Buzz nor Zerg seem to know how their story ends. Zerg is still out hunting Buzz and Buzz is out there thinking that Zerg still has this like planet killing weapon ready. But I have to tell you that something that I think would be pretty disappointing while watching the movie Lightyear would be like if Buzz doesn't defeat Zerg. Like if that happens and Toy Buzz is based on real Buzz, shouldn't he know? He should know and he doesn't know just about anything. Where's that bonding strip? On that note though, this possibility also opens up the door for a somewhat like double twist ending where Buzz sacrifices himself to defeat Zerg. This would obviously be super sad, but the blow might be lessened a little bit when you then discover that it was all just a movie. But that would also account for why Buzz doesn't know the actual ending to his own story. I am your father. If this is true, it all also plays into the greater Buzz Lightyear narrative, which is mistaken identity. Because in all three of the first Toy Story movies, at some point in time, Buzz believes himself to be an actual space ranger. And this would totally flip the script on us, the audience, where we've always known that Buzz is a toy, but he believes himself to be a space ranger. Now, we'd think that he is an actual space ranger, and he would actually know that he's just an actor. And with that, my last thought is just simply this. We watch the movie end and discover that what we just watched is a movie within another movie. Then we will watch Andy and his mom leave the theater and be on their way to home or Pizza Planet or somewhere. And while they're in the car, they will drive by 
a statue or a monument or a structure of some kind that we can fully and readily recognize to have been something that we just saw in the movie. Meaning what Andy just watched is just a movie, but also everything we just watched happened in real life. So we'd have a movie within a movie based on real events that are fake. Think. But there you go guys for my question of the day. I want to know what you think. How will the Lightyear movie play out? Will it be a movie in a movie or will we just have to figure out where and when Lightyear happens? Let me know in the towel section down below. But guys, as always, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you would like some more Pixar theory action from us, you can check out this video right here where we talk about how turning red fits into the Pixar theory. Otherwise, until next time, Bye!